a great song that is, right? I love that God loves broken people like me. And I love that God called us to take a broken world and help him put it back together. And that's exciting to me to think about as we worship together today. I have to say that um, it's great to be with the entire Orange County region, isn't it? Amen. I'm excited to speak on the topic of renewed vision and renewed dreams. I uh, was thinking about this time together and I thought, you know what? Um, I need to give people a little bit of prep time because I'm going to ask you, I'm going to like mention your ministry name, okay? And I don't want you to be caught up. You know the first person, they're like, oh, I wish I would have known we didn't make enough noise, right? And so I'm going to give you a heads up right now. Who's going to be first? The Spanish ministry will be first, okay? So get ready. And then the Koreans will be next, so get ready, all right? The rest of you are just going to have to be ready, all right? Um, guys, the Spanish ministry is here. Woo! And the Korean ministry is here. And the North Orange County ministry is here. Nice. And the Central Orange County ministry is here. And the South Orange County ministry is here. Am I forgetting somebody? I don't. The Coastline ministry. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just great to be with all of you guys. And uh, see, it already feels like we're, we're getting in this, right? And, and I want us to be able to worship God, but also encourage each other and spur each other on t- toward love and good deeds today. Amen? Um, I did want to mention, and I don't know if he's here. I was trying to find him. Uh, I know that we just had a brother, Brad Bergen, get baptized. Is he here? Is he here? Does anyone know? Okay, he's not here. Oh, I wanted to stand up and encourage our brother, Brad Bergen. He's in the South Orange County Ministry. He just got baptized. So, uh, you know, this year, so much has happened that you may have even really forgotten what was the theme of our year. Right? Oh, I know. Some of you, you're like, oh, theme. I forget after the first month. Okay, the theme of this year is renew. So we thought this would be the last kind of a regional event of the year, and we should probably close it out as we began with the theme renewed. So it's renewed dreams and renewed visions. But renewal is something that we all understand. In the beginning of 2022, some of you are thinking, I got to get to the gym. And I got to renew my membership, right? And if you're like me, you go, I have these, you know, you got New Year's resolutions that you have to renew every year. And my renew, one of, my, one of mine is uh, bring back the six pack right here, right? The problem is sometimes I look in the mirror in the right angle. The lighting's just right. Maybe I can see two. But I can't seem to get the six-pack to come back. 
Now, some of you, you got that, it's no problem. But that's one of the things that I have to renew every year. And uh, my wife said, you make that every year. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And one day, one day it will happen. Uh, that's why I'm a dreamer and I uh, have visions, amen? <laughs> uh, some of you, you got to renew your license. Or you got to renew the tags on your car. My son has his tags that's been sitting on our credenza for a couple months. I'm like, you might want to put those on your car. They will be much more effective than on our credenza, right? You know, I watched a show recently. Uh, you guys ever watched that show Blackish? Okay, they, they, it's probably a rerun, I don't know, but they renewed their vows. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, and I think, you know, in, in our marriages, sometimes we have to kind of renew our love for each other often, right? We have to do that. And really, it's no different in our relationship with God, that we've got to renew our commitment and our devotion to God. That's just something that we do as Christians. And so in a couple months, you know, um, we'll be starting a new year. And I want to encourage all of us, whatever it is maybe that you're going through in your relationship with God, whatever you may be feeling today, maybe you're doing your best ever, right? Maybe you're at the top of your spiritual game. Or maybe this pandemic has been tough for you, like it's been challenging for me. At times during this pandemic, I felt like, wow, I, I got to... I have this responsibility for the ministry. I want to take care of the ministry. I want to be what I need to be. But, but man, I'm struggling to be fired up about God. I'm struggling my own relationship with God. How can I lead people if I'm going through hard times? And so at the beginning of the year, we did this Renew Testament reading plan, and, and we've been following it, and it's been really exciting. But what that led to was we were... Uh, when we got to Matthew, I started listening to Bema podcast on Matthew. And so when I began to listen to Matthew through the Bema podcast, I started going, whoa, this is, this is new stuff. This is rich. Taking the, you know, the Bible from a Hebrew perspective, from an Eastern view and, and understanding how the original hearers would have heard it. And, and, and it kind of ignited a new passion in me for God's word. And not that I didn't love God's word already, because I did, but we all go through slumps, don't we? And we got to be honest about it so that we can renew it, so that we can be who we already desire to be and who God designed us to be. Amen? And so maybe you need a spiritual renewal today. Maybe you're doing, again, the best ever. But for me, I had to renew that. And, uh, you know, when I think about even my mission, you know, when you're locked up in a house... And you can't get out the way that you would like to. And that happened to us for a while, right? We kind of went through our own little famine, our own little whatever you want to call it. Um, just like we're going to talk a little bit about today in the book of Joel. And, you know, I, uh, I had to renew my fervor and partnership with God for the mission. I had to constantly be challenging myself because I felt like I'm just going to use this as an excuse. You guys probably can't relate at all. But, you know, I, there were times when I thought that, you know, like, you know what? Who's going to hold me accountable? Who's going to say anything? It's a pandemic. So I get a free pass. And, uh, and so there was temptations for that. And I will say, um, 
there's probably times where I gave into that. And I won't tell you where they are because I don't know. But I know that there were times when I probably gave into that. But most of the time I would go, that's not right. I got I to gotta be what God has called me to be. I got to be able to help lead God's people. But I will say that God has really renewed some fervor in me. I think, you know, we, uh, we were able to hire Kyle and Jasmine uh, for the campus ministry. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. And they have done such a fantastic job. And they've just put their arms around our campus ministry. It's been really inspiring. But then we had the summer internship. And, uh, you know, we had these classes every week at our house. And we had guest speakers come in every week. And it was just like, oh, this is renewing my fervor. You know, for the campus ministry, it's renewing my fervor for what God is doing. You know, in our youth and family ministry, I love how the halls, you know, kind of lead, oversee that at large for the region, but, but the miners really work together with them. And of course, the miners and the halls working together, oh my goodness, that's like dream status, all right? And, and, and so we are so fortunate and so lucky to have that focus uh, on the youth and family ministry. And, and then the singles, you know, Pablo and Nicole have the oversight responsibility they have the regional oversight responsibility for the singles as well as the singles in, in the uh, coastline ministry. But, man, there is nobody more passionate for singles than them. And I go, how did God give us all these amazing, amazing couples? And then for our Korean ministry, you know, obviously we know that, that um, J-Hope moved back to Korea. But Jaden has stepped in and Jaden has put his arms around the group. And it's been really encouraging. I don't know where other... Where did he, he go? Anyways, he's, uh, you know, it's just encouraging that he's stepped in. He's, he's stood in the gap until we can find that new leader. But I really appreciate him doing that. And then I, you know, really think about our Spanish ministry. Spanish ministry, yes. And, uh, you know, recently we, um, you know, the Morales have moved on to take a full-time position in the Inland Empire that would really help their family, which was the right move for them. But we had to fill the position here in Orange County for the Spanish-speaking ministry. And, uh, and Martin and Tina stepped up and uh, they, put their, they put their name in the hat. They said, we want to lead this ministry. We love this ministry. And by the grace of God, the ministry loved them back. And uh, so they are leading our Spanish-speaking ministry. And I'm telling you, Wow. How is God blessing us so much with so many amazing people on our staff that really love God and love you, love the mission, and want to do great things for God? I feel so blessed. And, and then, uh, you know, in regards to, you know, the, the Chiras is also, he's taken on this Tijuana Center of Hope responsibility. And we're partnering with the church in San Diego and in Tijuana, and we're building the Tijuana Center of Hope. We've already broken ground in 2021. We'll look at it in a little bit, but God is working, and that is helping renew my love for the mission to take care of the widows, the orphans, and the poor. Amen? And, and so I'm so grateful for the Chirez's influence. And then, of course, Mary, who is the glue of our staff. Amen? And did a great job with communion. Amen? 
you know, she has taken on a shepherding role along with being a women's ministry leader and the administrative role and helping with the preschool. She kind of, anything that we drop the ball, she kind of picks it up and she's like, okay, I'll take care of that. And it's just been so amazing. And I go, wow, again, God, what, what did we do to deserve such an amazing staff? And so if I can just get all the staff who are here, some people are sick, they couldn't be here. But for those who are here, if you can stand up, let's encourage our staff. Amen. All right, I would be remiss if I didn't say something about my wife. Because there is no way... No, but I want to. I know I don't have to. If it wasn't for my wife, I could not take on this role or this responsibility. It's just not possible. She uh, inspires me, encourages me. She's just such a passionate woman for God. She loves God. She loves God's people. And I fortunately get an opportunity to work alongside with her. Uh, and I'm just so grateful for you, babe. Love you. You know, I think God, as we, uh, as a staff, have a year ago we got together for a retreat. We sat down. We tried to think about what can we do for the next 10 years? What can we do for the next 10 years that will literally last for the next 100 years? And we said, well, we've got to focus on the next generation. We've got to focus on investing in the next generation. And I've been so encouraged by everyone who's gotten involved in making this happen. Uh, but one thing we know for sure is that we can't focus on the next generation unless past generations, the older dreamer, older and more mature dreamers will support us. We can't do that without you. And so we are grateful for you. And so we're grateful for every single person here, because when we think about the, the older generation and we think about the more mature generation, we think about the younger generation, you know, we're all in one or two of those categories. Sometimes I think I'm in the younger generation. And I just go, man, I'm, I can still, I could beat these guys in a race. I could, I could take them down in a wrestling match. I feel like I am still the younger generation. Now, I don't want to test that, and please don't feel the need to do that. But, um, but sometimes I feel like I'm the younger generation. Sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, the older, more mature generation. And we may be bouncing back and forth, but the fact is, is all of us are super important. All of us play a role, and there's not a single person in this room that doesn't matter to God and God's mission. And so I really want us to think about that as God is moving us forward in a powerful way to guide us and to lead us. And so why don't we go ahead and do this? Um, let's go ahead and, and pray. Um, for what all that God is doing and to prepare us for the service. Amen? Father, we're so thankful, God, that you've given us this vision, this dream for our lives. God, we want to please you. We want to honor you. We want to be able to reach the next generation, but we know that we can't do it without everyone in this room. And uh, God, we're grateful that some of the decisions that have been made, God, even fixing up this building in our teen room and the amazing internship program and our upcoming trip to Tijuana Center of Hope and, you know, these job postings we have up for our youth and family ministry. God, lead the right people here. God, we want to be able to live out your vision for our life. We want to be able to fulfill your dreams. And we know, God, that you're moving in a powerful way to guide us. 
So please, God, help us. Help us to be what we need to be. We love you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn your Bible to the book of Joel. Turn your Bible to the book of Joel. The book of Joel is really a short book of poems written to the southern kingdom of Judah, most likely during the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, okay? Um, It's really a book about God's amazing grace and God's amazing compassion, slow to anger, abounding in love. It's a book about God's desire to bless his people. It's also a book about God's desire for his people to renew their love for him and to return back to him in a wholehearted trust and partnership with him. It's a book about God's spirit being active in every single person, which is inspiring for me to think about. Amen? Not just those staff that we lifted up, but every single person in this room. We learn that this type of heart for God leads to older men and mature women dreaming dreams. And we know that this heart leads to younger men and younger women of all ages catching a vision of a brighter future of what God can do through his people. So in chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, uh, and this is, let me just give you an idea. This is a reminder, okay? This is a reminder. This is not even exactly what's happening to them. But it's a reminder to the people. Joel is saying, I want to remind you. Because in Deuteronomy, they were supposed to remember. There was always a call to remember. It was a call to remember of how God brought people out of Egypt. And that was the expectation. 14 times in the book of Numbers, he says, remember. Another 13 or 14 times, he says, do not forget. So he wanted them to remember about this plague that happened to Pharaoh, right? That ultimately led to people to being delivered and being able to go into the promised land. And he says, hear this, you elders. Listen, all you who live in the land. Has anything like this ever happened in your days or in the days of your ancestors? Tell it to your children and let your children tell it to their children and to their children and to the next generation. And really, that's what the satyrs, if we do the satyrs, some of us do those satyrs, that's what it's really all about. It's telling the next generation about what happened. It's telling the next generation about what an amazing God we have. What an incredible God we serve. And how God's plan has always been that we tell it to our children and that they tell it to their children and that they tell it to the next generation, and that we would be a generational church. What an amazing plan. It's amazing to think God had all this stuff figured out long ago. And we can go, we can think long and hard. What should we do? What should we do? What should we do? And God's like, come on, I already figured it out. I'm already telling you what to do. you got to focus on the next generation. you got to believe that that is what needs to be done at this time in your life. You know, Joel chapter 2, basically then kind of, you know, it, uh, just before we read it, you know, Joel's basically telling the people, hey, you know that story about the locusts that you know? Yeah, that story. Um, maybe you notice there's starting to be a bit of a famine going on around us. And, and I just want you to know that God has spoke to me and God is telling me to warn you that there is a northern horde of locusts on their way coming to ravage our land unless you return to me. Can you imagine how scary that would be? You're like, oh my goodness, what's happening? And so he's saying, you've got to return to me. You've got to return to me. There's this 
message of return to me, return to me. And some of us got to really ask yourself, am I returning to God the way that I think God wants me to return to him? Again, some of us are doing great, but we got to ask ourselves these questions if we're going to be all that God wants us to be. And so he says, you know that famine that you're kind of already experiencing? Please listen to me because God wants to spare you. And not only does God want to spare you, God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. You know what I believe about Orange County? God wants to bless us. God wants to bless us. And you guys have heard me say it, and you may get sick of it. I believe the best is yet to come. Why? Because that's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God we serve that saves the best for last. He's always trying to bless us. He's always trying to encourage us. He's always trying to help us. But we have to understand some of these chapters beforehand before we get to the, some of the more inspirational ones. Okay, let's just say it that way. In, uh, in chapter 2, did I read this already? Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to me. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. You know, this is the heart of God. He's constantly going, man, how can I bless him? How can I bless him? Because I'm a gracious God. I'm a compassionate God. I'm slow to anger. And I'm abounding in love. And I'm always looking for opportunities to, to relent from sending calamity. Because I don't even want to do that stuff. I don't want to do that stuff. I only do it when people won't return to me. And I have to try to get their attention. We serve this amazing God. So gracious. So gracious. So compassionate. So slow to anger. Man, that challenges me. Abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. What an amazing, amazing God that we serve. Joel 2, verse 18 through 27. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read that, okay? But I do want to focus on verse 20 and 21. You know, he goes on, he says, Surely he has done great things. Joel is saying, hey, surely God. God has done great things. And, and, and he says, do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. You know, whenever you repeat yourself, you do it for a reason, right? Because you think maybe the people didn't completely understand it. Or maybe they somehow missed it. Here, God makes sure that he repeats himself through the prophet Joel. He says, hey, surely he has done great things. No, no, no. I don't know if you got it the first time. Surely the Lord has done great things. Do you believe that about Orange County? You know, I just was thinking about Orange County. I was thinking about all the great things that God has done. And I was thinking about, you know, even in the midst of the pandemic, all the things that God has been doing in our church. And it's been really exciting. And, and I even started thinking about some people say, hey, what's going on with our missions money? What's happening with all that? What, God, what is God doing with that? And and, you know, this year we went over, like, our missions money over the last 30 years has reached, help us either plant or directly send out or be a part of sending out over 100 churches, okay? It's like 101 now, I think, is where we're at. And, and, and it's just like, 
I just go, wow, God is amazing. And, and, and look what he's done. He, he, you know, in our church, you know, this Tijuana Center of Hope broke ground in 2021. Up in the upper right corner, my upper right. Yeah, your upper right, okay. And, uh, and there's, there's Martine. Martine's leading this, this uh, project. But, you know, they got three dentists that they've hired from the Tijuana Church. And they're taking care of people, you know, the, all the orphans. All the orphans. And, uh, and it's just been amazing, uh, all the work that's been there. A few of the staff have been able to go. Uh, we're going to be having a Tijuana trip for some of our teens, um, which is going to be exciting. And that's going to be for, for uh, really all the teens that have a passion and a desire to learn more about Christ. It's going to be a real mission trip. It's going to be about a teaching, preaching, and healing type experience. So if you have a passion and a desire to love God, every teen is invited to come on this Tijuana mission trip for the Tijuana Center of Hope. It's going to be amazing, okay? But you can see in, the, in the, the, the lower corner the rendering of what that building is going to look like when it's done. It's going to be done in three phases, but the first phase is already going. It's already in place, and we're building that, and hopefully it will become a medical clinic one day, uh, but it is an amazing opportunity to reach out to all the orphans that are just all over Tijuana. There are a ton of orphanages. And so it's just such a gift that God is letting us be a part of this and that we get to play a role in helping God put the world back together, our broken world back together through programs like this. And so that's your mission money went toward that, okay? I want you to know that. Um, Also, your mission money went toward the Flagstaff Church Planning. And uh, my wife and I had a chance to go be a part of that. It was amazing, incredible time. And so just super encouraging. That was the inaugural service right there. That's Al Baird. You see his back. Uh, most of you probably don't know Al Baird's back, what he looks like. That's why I'm telling you. Some of you are probably, re- oh, yeah, that's Al Baird's back. Yeah, that's, that's Al. I know his back anywhere. That's not, I just want you to know, that's Al Baird. He was there and, and uh, super encouraging. Uh, officially praying for that. In 2021, MCH uh, Family of Churches plants two new churches from the MCA missions offering Santa Ana, El Salvador, and Chiriqui, Panama, okay? Did I say that right? Chiriqui? Chiriqui? Okay, I said it wrong. It's Chiriqui, okay? Like chiclets? Chiriqui? Okay, I, I got it. Okay, so thank you. See, Pablo bailed me out once again. Appreciate it. Um, you know, in Gila, Hawaii, we had a campus planting again from your missions money. Okay? Because we are a part of a family of churches called the Pacific Southwest Family of Churches. That's why we care about Flagstaff. That's why we care about Hilo. You know, yeah, we're trying to do something great here, but it goes beyond us because we're part of a church that's worldwide, that's global. Amen? Um, the I Was Hungry program. 25 families were fred, fed for one year in Tijuana because of you. Amen? The way this program works is it really focuses, focuses on helping people who are elderly, who are poor, who are single moms, and uh, just going through a difficult time. A lot of people were unable to work during the pandemic, but through your contributions, your giving, 25 families were fed because of you. Let me tell you 
I'm, as I'm reading the Old Testament, as I'm studying it out and I'm understanding what true biblical justice is, it's about taking care of the orphans and the widows and the poor. And God is big on that kind of justice. Amen? And that's what we want to promote. That's what we want to lift up. And I'm so encouraged by this program because I believe God looks at us and says, you're taking care of the orphans. You're taking care of the poor in the church because these are people in our church in Tijuana. And wouldn't it be a shame if we didn't take care of our own? And so I'm so grateful that we're doing that. God is just, God's doing great things just like the scripture says. Amen? And, uh, and, and then he goes on and he says, hey, in Joel 2, 26, 27, you will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of our Lord God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel and that I am the Lord your God and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. I love that. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. He's the Lord our God. There is no other. Amen? And we go to Joel 2.28, and this is where we get to the meat of what we're talking about today. He says, and afterward, and after all these things we talked about, right? After all these things, he goes, then I will pour out my spirit on all people. All of us here, amen? Every single one of us who's been baptized, God has poured out his spirit on you. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Again, we see this generational. Your sons and your daughters. God is concerned about our sons and our daughters. It's a generational focus for God. He cares about, you know, our sons and daughters prophesying. And when we say prophesy, we're not talking about prophesy about the future. We're talking about speak into, through God's word, what's happening in this day. That's what our sons and daughters can do. That's what a lot of them are already doing. That's what some of you parents are experiencing at home when your kids challenge you, right? He says, your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. You know, when I think about God's church, I think about a church full of dreamers and visionaries. Amen? In Acts 2.17, approximately 850 years later, if we can fast forward it, um, you know, the, Peter is speaking at Pentecost uh, during the, the festival there of Shavuot, and he's speaking, and he quotes the prophet Joel, the verse we just read, in an explanation of the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, promised by Christ in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And Peter tells the people in Jerusalem that they are witnesses of the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy. It was in Acts 2 that the church was empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit to continue the ministry of Jesus. And it says in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. This heart, this passion to pass on their faith to the next generation. This heart and this desire to see God's people Uniting young men, young women, old men, old women, all of us helping each other. Amen? All people. And again, everyone in between. Pick which one you're a part of. But don't 
think that dreaming isn't for you or visions aren't for you because they're for everybody. Amen? It's true for us today. I love this passage from Joel 2 and Acts 2 because it's a brief summary of the kingdom of God in its finest hour. It's exciting. It's aspirational. It's a multi-generational view of God's church. This passage captures the heart, the vision, and the dream of young visionaries and older, mature dreamers working together, shoulder to shoulder, side by side. It captures a generation of visionaries and generation of dreamers partnering with God through the power of the Holy Spirit to put our broken world back together. Because, let's be real, a lot of us are broken. Broken people like me and you. And God invites us, join with me, partner with me. We're going to put this world back together. And maybe we can't control everything going on in the world, but we know what's happening here in Orange County. And we can put that back together if there's areas where we're broken. But we've got to have a passion for that. That's what God is calling us to do. It inspires me. Older men dream dreams. Look at these guys. Look at these older, mature, mature women. Not older women. Mature women. Look at them. They're dreaming. And they're thinking about, hmm, what's next? What's next? How can we help them? How can we help our younger generation? How can we help them live out their visions? How can we live out our dreams? How can we partner together to do that? I wanted to get pictures of you guys up there doing that, but I didn't have time to get, come, come to your house and get pictures. Amen? I don't know how many of you are sitting around taking pictures of yourself dreaming. So I chose to just find some random ones. Amen? You know, in 1 Chronicles 12, 32, why, why are the dreamers so important? Why is the older generation so important? You know, in, in 1 Chronicles 12, 32, it talks about the men of Issachar. They were men who understood the times, and they knew what Israel should do. We need, we need the older, because they have more insight, they have more life experience, they have more awareness, in some cases, and hopefully most cases, more spiritual. From years and years of reading their Bible and being on their knees in prayer, and they need to help guide us to know what we should do in Orange County. Amen? We need you desperately. You know, this guy right here I want to just share. This guy is Tom Beam, okay? Tom Beam, in 1955, this picture here on the left, he's at a trade show. This guy is selling aftermarket seatbelts. Aftermarket seatbelts. He lives in Oklahoma City, and uh, he looked at our church, and he's like, wow. I love what our church is doing. I love how they're planning churches. I love how they're investing in the next generation. I love what they're doing, and it inspired him. And, you know, he bought a house, drives an old truck, stayed in the same house, kept driving his old truck. But when he died, he passed on $10 million to our church in Boston. And we now call that the Beam Mission Fund. People are like, I never knew he had any money. He was that millionaire next door, right? And he just said, $10 million so we can build a church that will bring glory and honor to God. And I'm excited about this because what's happening is now they have 12 school missionary schools all over the world. 
where hopefully uh, Orange County is helping support a 13th one with Central America. And we're starting one here in Orange County, all right? And uh, we're partnering. We hopefully will do it in the first quarter of next year, but we're partnering with the church in Phoenix and the church in San Diego to start a school of missions. And uh, we're excited about what God is doing. But I want us to really think about, oh my goodness, I can't even read my own writing. Okay, here's some opportunities in Orange County for the older dreamers to dream, okay? Mentoring Young Visionaries Program. Maybe the teens, the campus, the students, the singles, the young marrieds. Having a desire, you know what, I want to mentor them. You know, service projects, you know, project management and volunteering. You know, the projects like this Hope, Tijuana Center of Hope. You know, the I Was Hungry program, the English is a Second Language program that we do. Using your career training or God-giving gifts to help the young families with living trusts, finances, and marriages. And I bring that one up because Mike Wood and I have talked about putting on a clinic for all of our young marrieds and having them make living trusts as a lawyer so that they have a plan for their family for the future. So, amen? So there you go, Mike. That one's for you. Um, you know, the OC Next Generation Dreamers Mission Fund. I had a person call me after Marty Solomon, and they said, hey, look, I'm so inspired about the next generation that I'm willing to lay out some money here to get it started. And they sent me a five-page PowerPoint presentation of how to get others involved. And I was like, yes! Amen! That's what I'm looking for, you know what I'm saying? Dreamers to dream. I was fired up. Maybe you can't tell. Uh, Caleb Core. It's behind that thing if you can't see it. Caleb Core. Missions and shepherding opportunities. You know, I've shared that with some of you. We can talk more about that. But teaching parenting classes. Helping organize Holy Land and Steps of Paul tours. As a church, we got to get deeper. Amen. We're going to put together a Holy Land tour for our church, hopefully in 2023. Anybody who wants to go to it, it's going to be amazing. But we're going to get deep in the Bible. We're going to go in Jerusalem. We're going to be on the steps where Paul preached to the three, or excuse me, Peter preached to the 3,000, all right? And it's going to be amazing. You're You're going to get a chance to go to the Jordan River. I'm not going to tell you anymore, amen? But it... Anyways, it's going to be awesome. So we're hoping that will be in 2023. Um, And then the question mark. That's where you fill it in. I don't know. I don't know everything. I don't know. But I need our dreamers to dream and think about what can they do to invest in the next generation. Amen? All right. The young men and women will see visions. You know, uh, sorry, Dallas, you're not in the picture. You You missed that day. But you, you could have been there. Well, maybe you couldn't have been, but you... Anyways, this is our internship program. Our internship program. Our interns are childlike hearts, and they wanted to go play at the playground across the street from my house. So, so that's what was happening here after an internship program. Uh, and, of course, you know, Kyle and Jasmine lead our campus ministry. But, man, you know, we, we have young men and young women that need to fulfill their visions. And they need your support to do that. And so we really want to encourage you to be thinking about that. Amen? Uh, as well as our teens, the teens in our church. So what are some opportunities in OC for the young visionaries to live out their vision? Seek a mentoring relationship with the dreamers so that you can live out your visions. Amen? 
Service projects, project management, again, hope. I was hungry, the same types of situations. West Coast School of Missions. And we're hoping that that will start again in the first quarter of next year. Uh, and then chance of a lifetime. What's happening is this is a 15-month program where young people get a chance to go to different parts of the world. You go to three different places during a 15-month period. It's, it's partners with uh, Hope in, uh, in Philadelphia, and it's, it's kind of a Hope project. It's a great opportunity to be able to build relationships with people all over the world that are your age trying to do great things for God. And then Global Connect Forum is where all the young people in all of the School of Missions, which will be 14 by the time this actually happens, all of the young people will meet together and they'll get to know each other, spend time to each other. You know, they'll be able to, to build relationships because let's be real, in a lot of ways our church, you know, the structure of the church in many ways isn't what it once was. But what connects our church is relationships. And if we can invest in those relationships at a young age, it'll only make our church more and more healthy. And so I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about how God is moving. And so in closing, let's make decisions to renew our dreams and our visions for God. Amen? In Joel 3, verse 14, it says, Multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Do you guys realize some of us got decisions to make? What kind of impact do I want to have? Am I willing to partner with God in a way that I want to? Multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. When you think about God being near you as you make spiritual decisions. And then it says, in that day, the mountain will drip new wine and the hills will flow with milk and all the ravines of Judah will run with water. A fountain will flow out of the Lord's house and will water the valley of the acacias. You know, the acacias are, are was a, it's kind of a, a tree that was in the deserts. And the acacia tree was a tree that would cast shade for people, that would cast shade for a lot of people. And, 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 you know, when I think about casting shade, I think about the Willises casting shade. And I think about James and Vicki casting shade to be that shepherd for our ministry. But it can't just be them. There's got to be others of us. And, and the thing about the acacia tree is it could look like it's... This is another thing about the acacia tree. Is it, it could be, look like it's dead for five to seven years. And then suddenly, a good watering... A good decision of renewal. And it comes back to life. And it provides shade. Some of us, maybe we go, oh, I've been out of it. I've not been where I've needed to be. It's okay. Maybe you took five to seven years off. Okay, but you're here. But you're here. But you're here, right? Amen? And so it's not too late. You can make those decisions. In verse 18, it says, In that day the mountains will drip new wine, and the hills will flow with milk, and all the ravines of Judah will run with water. A fountain will flow out of the Lord's house and will water the valley of Acacias. God will water our dreams. God will water our visions. Amen? We just, make this, we just need to make decisions today to renew our passion to be visionaries and dreamers. Amen.